Welcome to our program, Taking Care of Business. It is part of our Worldwide Network for Success programming. Taking Care of Business will help you learn how successful managers and business owners manage their businesses, capitalize on opportunities, and overcome adversity. Our objective is to help you understand and apply their insights, then use your expertise in your own business or job so that you can become more successful. Taking Care of Business is sponsored by Consulting Task Force. CTF is a full-service consulting firm known for providing personalized end-to-end business building methods, as well as cost-saving tools and techniques focused on improving your business. CTF helps your business grow and prosper. Hello, everybody. My name is Travis Bauer. I am the Assistant Director of Your Network for Success, and I am here today with a business consultant with decades of experience helping businesses, Joe Camara. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, what would you like to know? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I think you, you gave the key uh, uh, ingredients. I've been doing business consulting for a long time. I specialize in s- small businesses under $10 million in sales. Um, for the most part, I try to focus on marketing, although when I first started, I was more of a generalist. But it seems like most businesses struggle with with marketing, and especially these days when things have change from regular marketing, uh, uh, reality marketing, to digital marketing. Uh, There is a huge number of tools and things available. And so either fortunately or unfortunately during the pandemic, I did a lot of homework and studying and bought some tools that uh, would help me with a small business uh, in the future. Uh, when someone asks you what business are you in, how do you describe the business that you're in? Well, I think I just said it. I'm a marketing consultant mm-hmm. designed to help people uh, improve their business marketing activities in two ways. One, add new stuff that's, that works, delete old stuff that doesn't, and enhance what is working already for them. Right. So you work with what's already in place to... Well, some things, you know, I, what I, one of the things I ask is what's working best and what's working least. Well, if something's not working as well as you'd like, what alternatives are? Can we add on to what's working best or can we enhance what's working best to make it even better and drop out the things that are working least? Mm-hmm. What's your organization's mission? Well, our statement is we help individuals and businesses grow and prosper. We think that sums it up. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit more about the range of products and services that you offer? Yeah. Because marketing is a very broad area, I view it as an umbrella. It includes things like public relations, uh, digital marketing, regular marketing, uh, networking, and so on. So... We're, because we've been around for so long and because we've helped so many businesses, we have a lot of tools that uh, can enhance things. We have ad- advice about networking. We have a great PR tool that's called Amplifier that um, should help a business increase its number of customers significantly uh, if they use it for a period of time um, and so on. Uh, it's just a matter of, of finding a fit. Uh, that's what we do. We spend time with customers trying to understand their business needs, 
we try to identify their high priority needs. Now, if they're not, if it's not marketing, we may be able to help them. If it is marketing, we probably definitely can help them. Mm-hmm. And then we try to see what fits in their organization. Uh, sales, any kind of sales activities, improve sales, and so on. So you talked about that marketing umbrella. As you've gone throughout your career, what kind of things have come into the umbrella and what kind of things have kind of fallen out of the umbrella? Well, in marketing, very little has fallen out. I, I have a lot of marketing books on my bookshelves that, in my opinion, are still relevant, even though digital marketing is kind of the new wave of marketing. So networking is a good example. Now, networking has been happening since the ice age, I think. Um, you know, people getting together and helping one another in some fashion. So the, the key thing for networking would be to use it most effectively. Some people are shy of networking because it makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. We try to get them comfortable with some ideas. What One example is instead of going to an event and standing around and hoping someone will talk with you, you have the mindset that it's your event and you're the host. Now, you may not be the host, but you, your mindset is that you're the host. So what do you do when you're the host? You greet people, mm-hmm. you see if people have needs, if they want to know where something is, or if, they, if you can introduce them to somebody that they are looking for, or whatever. Simple little things that if you, if you adopt and you implement, you're going to be an effective networker. So how did you get started in your business? Ah, interesting. Long time ago, I was teaching at a local university, and people started asking me, even though I wasn't, I wasn't on the faculty, I was an adjunct, people started asking me to come and be a consultant with them. And as time went by, the light bulb went off, and I said, hey, I can do this full time. And... Um, so I started making, I prepared to make the transition. I went back to school, got a, an MBA, and uh, that's how it started. It was uh, one thing led to another. Now, I was effective at networking. I got a lot of business from networking, so I'm a believer. We also, marketing, I like to talk about events, seminars, workshops. Um, there was a period a number of years ago when I... Uh, had a, a seminar every morning, every Friday morning at a local restaurant. And uh, so we would get business that way. Um, we have a radio program, which is what we're dealing with now, which has a marketing system around it that makes it much more valuable than just a radio program. Mm-hmm. And radio's been around, you know what, since 1900 or before. And uh, so it's still relevant because if you use it properly as a marketing tool, it's a, it's a real winner. I made a lot of money doing radio marketing. Mm-hmm. What skill would you say was most uh, important in getting you to where you're at now? The two ears rule. Listen twice as much as you talk. Mm-hmm. And that's good, very, very good advice for salespeople. Salespeople do entirely too much talking. They need to ask good questions and, and listen carefully. Take notes. What does a typical work week look like for you? Uh, well, it's changed dramatically. Uh, I, in fact, I'm 
somewhat semi-retired, so I'm fooling around a good part of the day. But uh, I go online and uh, I use some of the tools that uh, either I've created or that I've bought uh, for customers. So one, one of our customers currently is a small race car driver. Uh, he's small in stature and small in economics, uh, but I'm trying to help him uh, find sponsors. And uh, we don't call it sponsors because like radio, sponsorship means a specific thing. Radio in people's minds mean a specific thing, especially business people. So we were, are selling a marketing package, not sponsorship or not radio. We're selling a marketing system that has worked well over the past, my past uh, life, business life. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a partnership? Yeah, oh, for sure. Yep. Um, what would you say is your favorite part about your job? Oh, it's fun working with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the most outgoing person, although I think I've changed my personality to some degree. But uh, it's it's um, a little bit like the saying in poker, no one to hold them and no one to fold them. So you, you need to be able to be assertive, like in the example of networking, it works well. And there are times when you need to be less dominant and uh, um, just stimulate the other person that you're working with to come up with ideas or feel comfortable in a situation that they might not have been comfortable with in the past. So it's a it, it's um, it's a ch- it's a challenge to to work effectively with people and help them uh, uh, meet their goals. What would you say your least favorite part about your job is? I don't know that I have one. I like working. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still I'm a little bit older than you are, maybe by a couple of decades, <laughs> and uh, I like working. I've always liked working. Uh, it's rewarding because I always learn something new. Um, now maybe not everyone has that mindset, but uh, the world is so full of good ideas. It's just astounding. And especially on the internet these days, it's just phenomenal what people are, are marketing and selling and implementing. It's uh, it's great. So I, I'm sorry I don't have a good answer to that question. That's all right. Uh, can you tell us about the key steps of your marketing system? Yeah. As I said, marketing is a system. So there are four basic steps that every business should have, and ours included, creating awareness. So how do we do that? We send out emails, we create seminars, we hold events, we, we do whatever would encourage somebody to be aware that we exist. And then we try to stimulate some interest. So let's say that we offer a, something in, in an email that says, uh, have you I wouldn't say it quite these way, this way in the email, but something, have you paid attention to how important uh, reputation is online? Everyone seems to be, the statistics are very high of the people who look at reviews um, in order to make a decision about who they want to do or what they want to, products they want to buy. So how is your reputation? Do you have a five-star or four-star reputation? Are you encouraging your customers to give you good reviews? Those are, those are important elements to stimulate interest 
and the next it, it starts with another I. It, uh, it's a, a word that means intent. When you transfer from interest, I use an example. I've always been interested for the last, I don't know how many years, in buying a, a used Mazda Miata. However, I have not taken any action to do that. My intent is zero. Mm -hmm. Now, I did stop by a car on the road, a roadside car that was not a Miata, that might have been similar in structure and capability. And I talked with a guy who was selling it, and that was the greatest level of intent that I've created in, in this situation. So someone needs to not only have interest, but they need to have enough intent. So let's say you want to buy a house, but you're not economically capable of it right at the moment. You may have interest, you may go looking at houses to prepare yourself for the future, but until you actually have either cash or some backing in hand to actually go and buy it, you don't have intent. You have interest. Mm -hmm. Well, the seminars, face-to-face, -face, networking, whatever it is, stimulates interest and intent, which transfers into a trial sale. So that's, we've done three steps, awareness, interest, trial sale. What's a trial sale? Well, uh, we are providing a piece of software that's free for 90 days, 30 days, 10 days, whatever it is. And we want you to try it out. If you like it, it costs 50 bucks for the year. If you're happy at the end of the year, you renew, it's automatic subscription. If you decide to end your subscription, you just tell us we cancel your subscription. So that's a trial type of a trial sale. Anything where you're providing something of value to someone for a relatively modest price and get them to try it, then you've got the beginning of the next step, which is retention. So you can just ignore your $50 buyer or you can uh, contact the buyer after some period of time. They bought, they spent the 50 bucks. At the end of the month, you say, Hi, how'd you like our software? Did you have any trouble using it? Would you like some help Did you, if you stumbled over something and you couldn't get past the, the, begin, the beginning of it? And so what you're doing is you're intentionally developing a relationship with that customer that is going to encourage them to buy either something else or maybe upgrade that subscription to a better subscription. And so you may not contact them every month. You may only contact them every quarter or whatever it is that you choose in your business, uh, whatever your business can handle. But you want to stimulate that um, retention because that's where most of the profit is. It costs a lot to get a new customer. So if you're constantly getting new customers but not retaining them, you are missing out big time. And that's what we do. Right. So what would you say the most important thing is to make sure that you retain those customers? Is it communication or is it building relationships? Well, I think those two things go hand in glove. Mm -hmm. um, it's, again, the questions, uh, you'll, as we get to know one another more and talk about sales, to me, I already alluded to it, questions are the most important thing to uh, build into your arsenal. So, yes, a survey of um, the, your, the, the new customers that's, that ask them about satisfaction, 
And if they're not satisfied, you want to either help them undo what they've done easily, just quit, or you want to help them overcome whatever obstacle that they've got so they can be successful with your software. And if you've designed your package well, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about packages in the future, Travis, but if you've designed your package well, your trial package is going to be limited to some degree. Uh, you only get so many videos or you only get so many leads or you only get whatever that's limited. And when it comes, when they bump up against that limit, obviously there's an opportunity to increase the limit. And so you help them, either you, you're proactive and identify when they're getting close to the limit or you're reactive when they've, they tell you, we, you know, we've bumped up against the limit, we want more capability. Well, let's get it for you. Unfortunately, it doesn't come free. It's going to cost an extra 50 bucks or 100 bucks or $200, whatever the right package is. Mm. Uh, how does your company's um, services help, their, help your customers reach their objectives? Well, since we focus on their priority action items, the things they want to achieve most in their business, we're assuming that we've talked enough about this so that we agree that that what we're going to do to help them is what they want to have done. And then we work hard um, to help them get it. I have a view that a coach simply reacts to what a customer wants in, in, in terms of getting somewhere. But a consultant actually gets their hands dirty and actually helps them implement stuff. Um, so they're much more proactive. Consultants, in my opinion, should be much more proactive not writing reports or not giving data, but actually making things happen. And that's what we've been doing for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, compared to your competitors, how are your services priced? <coughs> well, I think we're a little less expensive. We've always been a little less expensive. Um, and I guess it's because we like working. So uh, it's easy to be and, and my overhead is low. I don't have much overhead anymore. And uh, so we're modestly priced or low priced. Gotcha. What makes your services unique compared to your competitors? <coughs> well, as I just alluded to, we, we get our hands dirty. We, we uh, actually make things happen. We take the place sometimes of the owner or the manager to make things happen because they're not particularly capable at the time. Um, if we need to implement a piece of software that we own, we, we know how to use it so we can implement it for them and then train them how to use it so that they don't have to rely on us forever. That was one of the basic principles when I started. You know, a, a lot of consultants want to hang around uh, because it's good money. But our view is you need to help the individuals that you're working with grow and prosper along with the business. So we try to help them take over whatever thing we've implemented to make it theirs. So what are the three biggest challenges that you face in gaining new customers? Well, like any business, creating a sufficient awareness um, that we exist uh, and then uh, getting them to the point where they believe, they trust us, 
and believe we can help them so that uh, we, we create the intent to do something and then uh, decide that they may want to give us a retainer up front before we've done any work. Now, we can tell them all about how good we are, but until they trust us and make that first uh, uh, retainer, um, we don't really do much other than try to convince them that we know what we're doing and that we implement what we talk about. That was one another thing that I think is good about what we do is since we use a lot of what I've talked about in our own business, um, we know that what works and what doesn't work. And uh, so that's that's where we're coming from. If you uh, trust us and, and believe we can do what we say we're going to do together, we've got a customer. Mm-hmm. Would you say that every business needs marketing in some way? Well, it can't survive without it. Now, there are some people that tell you, oh, I, I rely on a word of mouth, and that's great. Um, that's one of those uh, things, uh, panels in the umbrella. All the things I've mentioned are different panels of the umbrella. Mm-hmm. And if your umbrella is not sufficiently paneled, if you're not using a variety of marketing things, you're going to get wet. If you're in the rain, you've got three panels operational out of eight or ten, you're going to get wet. And so a lot of businesses go out of business because the, the person that's starting the business may be a great plumber, electrician, uh, chiropractor, dentist. But if they don't know how to market their business in such a way as to get more customers, they're going to languish. They may, they may get by on referrals but they're not going to do as well as they could if they really made an effort at marketing. Has there ever been a major move that you've made throughout your career and you just look back and regret that move and <laughs> say that was a major fail or a major, major setback? Well, early in my career, I was recruited to um, have a, a professorship in uh, Singapore. And I often wonder if I had taken that path, how light, how different my life would have been. Um, but I'm happy with the path I chose. But it's nevertheless, you wonder, you know, did I make the right decision? Well, no, we'll never know. So I, I can't say. But uh, I know a young man who did do something like that, and he's been developing his career. Uh, in Singapore and enjoying that path as much as I've enjoyed my path. Mm-hmm. If you were a prospective customer of your own services, what would be the most important thing for you? Identifying my high priority action items. What are the things that I want or need to happen most? So one of, one of those, I mentioned this outfit that does PR, I believe that if I wanted to double or triple my business, I would invest heavily in this tool that they provide. Um, I'm already a subscriber to to some of their knowledge, and I find it very good, and I'm a believer in um, their capability to enhance 
awareness for any business. In fact, I was thinking of one this morning that uh, I thought, well, they might be a perfect candidate. So I've got to get myself in gear, excuse me, and go back and uh, talk to them about, do they want more business? Um, every time I go in there, I don't see many people. I think I've only once seen somebody else in their business when I was there. So I'd be surprised if they didn't want more business, but you never know. What was it called again so our listeners can hear one more time? The, the business? Yeah. I didn't say. This is one of the things that I tend to do in my practice. I seldom talk about the names of my customers. You'll notice I didn't mention the NASCAR guy. Um, I, I'm reluctant to, I feel that's a level of confidentiality. Now, I know that people like to crow about their customers, mm -hmm. but I have never done it, and I'm not about to do it now. <laughs> uh, I did provide you with a list, uh, or I'm going to provide you with a list of radio customers, as I told you I would, Right. but that's, again, between you and me. Right. Do you use any social media tools? Well, I feebly use social media tools. Um, I have Facebook and LinkedIn sites and Twitter, but I can't say that I'm really using them to their fullest. I'm, I don't know, I just don't see, I see how to use LinkedIn much better than I do Facebook. Although Facebook, I've created a, a group site called Building Better, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, I fumble over the name every time. It's three B's. Business Building Blueprints. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. And my hope is to help people who join that group to get ways to implement things without the need for a consultant that um, will enable somebody to implement something effectively, whether it's uh, networking or whether it's uh, building a reputation or whatever. So would you say social media is one of the panels of the umbrella that you could yes. do without? No, no, no. I don't think you should do without. Many businesses are relying on Facebook. Um, so, no, it's a panel you should have. Mm -hmm. it, but it may be, a, for me, for us, it's a thin panel. But for some other companies, it may be a much broader panel uh, if they're using it effectively. Now, if it's just languishing, like I think my sites, my uh, accounts are languishing, then it's a thin panel, but it, it should, if somebody wants to look you up, I, I have and do refer people to my LinkedIn page um, because it tells people in a thumbnail sketch a little bit about what we've talked about. Mm -hmm. So can you describe your own customer retention process and kind of how you uh, measure the results of that? Well, first of all, our point of view is that when we take on a customer, it's for the long term. We have that agreement ahead of time. And it may be a written agreement that says we're going to work for six or 12 months. We're going to meet every week regularly. So I have a pretty good feel for a customer that is not happy with what we're doing. And then we try to fix it. So... We know it's, they know and we know at the beginning it's going to be a long-term relationship. It's not a one-off seminar. I mean, now I've got a 
speaking engagement scheduled in September at a one-off seminar. Well, that's awareness for me. It's not customer-based, but that doesn't mean I can't interest someone enough to maybe meet with me after the seminar and um, uh, maybe develop a relationship. So if someone wants to purchase your services, what are the top three steps that they should take? Well, contact us or have, have some kind of discussion with us. Uh, be prepared to share their deepest, darkest business secrets, not personal secrets, but business secrets. What are they having trouble with? What are they stumbling over? We had a customer that was really going out of business, and he, he had some difficulty keeping customers and and so we tried to help him accomplish a couple of things one we helped him reduce his overhead by getting rid of the uh, person that was answering the phone there was no need for for that person to be in the middle and second of all we tried to help him regain customers and one fact one of his customers was in Haiti I think and uh he had lost that customer. His name was Peter, and I said, Peter, can I see if I can get that customer back for you? So he said, sure. So tell me how to contact the right person and who to talk to and so on. And I did, and I said to them, things are changing around here. We're gonna do a better job for you than we did recently. We'd like to have you give us a try again. They did. And so Peter was able to rekindle that customer um, improve his business income, and uh, he, we reduced his overhead. So that was a pretty good win-win situation for everybody. Mm-hmm. They got what the customer got what they wanted. Peter got what he wanted, and I got was successful in that situation. Do you have a website that prospective customers should visit? Yep, um, it's network the number four success dot com network just as it sounds, the number four, not the word, success.com. All right. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Okay, great. Been a pleasure being here. Hope you got a bit of insight you didn't have before, and uh, I guess we're done. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining the show. My pleasure. If you have a successful business and would like to participate in a future program, call 575-RESULT-6 any time of the day or night. Taking Care of Business is sponsored by Consulting Task Force. CTF is a full-service management consulting firm known for providing personalized end-to-end business-building methods, as well as cost-saving tools and techniques focused on improving your business. CTF helps your business grow and prosper. If you missed some or all of our show, you may view it again by logging into our website. This free sign-in provides you with many benefits. Just visit www.networkforsuccess.com for more details. Thank you for joining us.